0: Hello. Bonjour. Oh, yeah.
1: Hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Juice. I'm your host, Solomon Giorgio, comedian, writer, and to me, more stand in on the hit movie, St. Elmo's Fire. Today, I'm so excited to welcome a comedian, writer, and all around wonderful guy to the show. He's currently the co head writer for The Late Late Show with James Corden, and you can hear him weekly on his fantasy draft pop culture podcast, All Fantasy Everything. Join me in giving a big, juicy welcome to Ian Carmel. Hello, Solomon. Always good to see you.
2: Always good to see you. It, every time I see you, it feels like no time has passed, and then I think back on it, and it's always been like six months. It's always way too long. It's been
1: way too long, and we've known each other for way too long.
2: I've known a Solomon Giorgio that was wearing cargo shorts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was one pair of cargo shorts you've only ever seen me in wear one time.
2: I was also in cargo shorts at the time. <laughs> Just, I... I still wear cargo shorts, but there was a time when we were we we were brothers in cargo shorts, <laughs> brothers in stories. It
1: was a short laugh and judgment for me. It is a lifestyle <laughs> choice for you and <laughs> <laughs> Like so, this show is all about gossip, and I feel like we've done it uh, many times because, like, you grew up in Beaverton, right? Beaverton, Oregon. Yeah, the world should know. Like Beaverton is Portland adjacent, but it's not exactly
2: Portland. Yeah. Portland is Beaverton adjacent. I would say, uh, you know, I consider Portland a suburb of a Beaverton. I know. Beaverton, Beaverton is like nine miles uh, west geographically, and a thousand miles east philosophically. I feel like I went to high school in a place that was like midwestern. Yeah. Like there were a lot of people who were like, like southern midwestern almost. There were like people who drove trucks and had talked with like affected country accents. <laughs> and uh, next to like huge swaths of Mormons, who were very nice yeah. people, they were very nice to me. It was like inc- even whiter than Portland.
1: <laughs> the impossible task,
2: <laughs> which was an impossible task in the ways that it wasn't like wh- white. It would there were there was like a, a pretty big Korean population. Mm-hmm. There was like a bit pretty big Mexican population, but it was still yeah. so overwhelmingly white like it felt like going to high school in a high school movie it like very much did it was so suburban like i would walk to target i would walk to barnes and noble it was just prototypical suburban
1: look it's somebody who grew up in lake forest park washington i i understand yes exactly what you're describing
2: it had nothing to do with like the weird cool stuff that was happening in portland whatsoever at all it was like growing up in a best buy it was, <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> that's like completely what it felt like but in that way it was it was also very fun and it mm-hmm. also lent itself to like having to keep yourself entertained and busy which was you know i think was fun for me yeah, how did you go
1: about doing that as a as a
2: in grade school it you know it was like a lot of rollerblading around and like and stealing fountain sodas from like a mcdonald's and then like in high school it turned into like you know I was I was technically a jock because I was on the football team because I'm like I,
1: technically a jock that is a jock you don't have to t-
2: <laughs> okay I was a jock I, I was a jock but like all my friends were like like not nerdy really because none of us were like that smart but we were just kind of like like playing video games and like skateboarding and
1: so you're a very popular jock is what you're trying to say I, I was a pretty I popular you're, jock. you're defining everything a jock is t- to anyone who wasn't a jock
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't try hard at school and we drank a lot and uh, and all these and things I, I lights were very popular uh <laughs> and I, d- I drove a ford f-150 and listened <laughs> to like a lot of some 41 like yeah. i wasn't a jock now um <laughs> 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 but like the weird thing about like i was on the football team and really loved it and uh, you know now that i look back I, I definitely did like a lot of very jockey things like <laughs> once high school started like we definitely like stole we would go on beer runs where we would like run into grocery stores because we knew that the security guards and the clerks couldn't touch you they could only yell at you yeah so we would load up uh <laughs> shopping carts with like bricks of beer you know like 24 packs Of like whatever beer we could get our hands on, limes were always in there for some reason. Yeah, beef jerky because that was expensive and like a hot commodity. And then we would just run out of the store, throw it in the back of like somebody's mom's Subaru Outback, and then like go to these house parties that were happening (laughs) every single weekend. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, and if there wasn't
1: a house party, there's there's you can get fucked up in the middle of the woods because that's the Pacific Northwest.
2: Exactly. The uh, the woods. It was God's living room and oh. we would go there and God's parents were never home. Oh, never, ever. The
1: fire, yeah. the amount of almost wood fires that probably were created by me and my group of friends. Um, but we would do gas runs instead of beer runs where we would, because it was back when you could still, this is Washington, so we didn't have to pump our own oh. gas. Uh, yeah. But at one point in time, you could pay after you pump. Right. I remember those days. And me, my, me and my friend Craig uh, would fill up the tank and he would drive. And one time the owner of the gas station hopped in his van and started chasing us through the suburbs of (laughs) Seattle. We nearly like we're going 60 miles an hour in this, in this nice little suburb. We almost killed this poor uh, road worker uh, to cut a corner. Cause this guy was like, he was following us every which way. What time of day was it? Middle of the day. Middle of the day. (laughs) Oh my That was the only time we almost got caught. But that was the last time I was like, we're not stealing gas again. It's only 89 cents a gallon.
2: <laughs> I'll the state st- <laughs> right it was so <laughs> like, cheap back then the stakes were too high <laughs> it's too high as, as you know in Oregon you couldn't do that because they pump your gas for you <laughs> and do, and you have no option of pumping your own gas though
1: I know, I was thrown off the first time that happened to me I was like what are you doing then just had, like the service of a white person uh, pumping my gas uh, I didn't know it was yeah. an option to me and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: and again because it's Oregon it's going to be a white person yeah
1: and it's look honestly yeah. if if you're going to pump my gas and I can't tip right. you
2: <laughs> i think i'm unique amongst comedians who because i loved high school i sincerely enjoyed it we yes. cut class all the time and we'd go to like a sushi buffet in portland we, we did beer runs at night it was it was Damn. really fun
1: like well, cause, well so like how many friends would you say you had the same rotation of friends or
2: i had like a core group of friends who was probably like five or six deep those were like my good good friends and none of those people were like on the football maybe one of them one or two of them were on the football team. All of them, it was a whole football they team. They were all on the football team. It was the quarterback and the co- one of the coaches. No. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, my core group of friends were dudes I went to like middle school with these guys, uh, Graham and Dan, and like, they weren't like on the football team. And then I had like football friends too, but then they all like sort of like, I was like friends with everybody, like that kind of person yeah. where I was just like friendly with every kind of group of people.
1: Oh, in that case, that means you're
2: the person that had all the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I kind I guess so. Except <laughs> I did I, I didn't really. i like was racking my brain to try to come up yeah. with like what kind of gossip I remember. And I do remember some of it, but most of the gossip I have was like, Oh, these people are having sex now. Or yeah. although there was one where this this other group of like dudes who were on the football team they were kind of jockey dudes who weren't good at sports so then they stopped playing but were still carried themselves in that way yeah so much dirt like in the suburbs and this is probably true everywhere too but it was like when people's parents got divorced and then like oh yeah one of their like they the parent who didn't have full custody like a lot of stuff would happen at that other parent's house kind of thing like so it would be like you know, so and so and so and so were over at Nick's dad's on the, you know, on the weekends. Yes. And I remember the big gossip was like six, like they watched Cinemax and all jacked off together. Like that was a huge <laughs> thing of gossip where I was like, oh my god. Because listen, all of us are jacking off. All of us are jacking yeah, off to Cinemax, yeah. but like, like six dudes in a room together. Like that's.
1: It's always it surprised me how rarely the, a gay person's ever involved in those stories.
2: <laughs> to, I have kept track of a few of them. And none of them are are at least out. None of them no, are like no, living it's their always, lives as a gay person.
1: There's something, I think there, there's a curiosity and trait man at one point in their time for a lot of them where they're like, let's jerk off in front of my friends.
2: Yeah, should we all just jack off together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I never considered it once. I was like, I can't bring that to the table. That's, that's right. Unless people know that I'm gay, and I'm, I am.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, and I just never like it. It just didn't. There was nothing about it that appealed to no, me. it's not fun. It's. I didn't want to see them jacking off. I didn't think I would be at my best if I was doing it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how the panopticon experience yeah. of being observed while I'm jacking off would change it. I feel it especially was good with enough.
1: like I feel like for me it'd be competitive at that point. Mhm. It's like okay I'm going to have to finish first now. <laughs> right, right, right. Do you want to fin- or, or are you the guy who finishes last? And is that That's like kind of a thing? That's the weird one. Everybody's just staring at you and you Yeah, just... everybody
2: else is done and you're like nope, nope. nope we're not done sorry. yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I watched the scene till the end.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you you're getting in the second guy? act structure in a softcore porn, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <what> I mean? <laughs> I want to know what's going on in the story. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) He's got a new lead in the case. Who's this lady? Yeah. Are they gonna sell the hotel? I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But it was all like it was all that it was that kind of gossip. Like, and then there was like very dark, very very dark stuff where they were like you heard about people in the neighborhoods with there were like murders and stuff like that. Damn. Yeah, like suburban. Like there was like some. It was either a Nike or an Intel executive, but I think it was Nike who, like, killed his whole family. Holy shit. It was in that Spyglass neighborhood. And then you would, like, there was one person who thought they knew which house it was, and you would go drive by it. (laughs) And then you'd keep driving, you know, like, every now and then you'd take another group of friends and you'd drive by it. And then you'd, like, drive by it again, and there'd just be somebody mowing the lawn. And you're like, oh, that's probably not that house. That's (laughs) probably not the murder house. (laughs) There's somebody mowing the lawn in
1: the murder house again. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that is... Yeah, I feel like I'm trying to remember the shit we did like that because we we hitchhiked. That was fucking weird. I don't know oh, why. wow. We were so almost murdered many a time for hitchhiking.
2: Because, like, I feel like our parents told us where it was like, oh, you kids are so sheltered, like, you know what I mean? Like, even yeah. in the 90s and stuff like that compared to how they were. But I look back and I'm like, we were doing wild shit. Like, and now oh, it and- seems like the kids today are like maybe even more sheltered, but maybe they're not based on euphoria. But like. I I don't know if 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 every generation thinks the next generation is sheltered. What were people four generations doing? Yeah. Just like robbing saloons and like just getting into stabbing street fights? each other in the
1: knife, getting in duels. Yeah. like there's just like I feel like I don't think I think it was always like this. Uh, they just we just like to make it seem like the next generation is like you don't know what's going on. You don't. You never. You never seen the real deal. I'm like look. We, like what did i do smoke weed in the woods what am i i haven't done anything that grand like right exactly i just managed to survive certain situations which i put myself into Right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. we had a fight club what i remember that that was a yeah. you're not supposed to tell me about fight club that's the fucking
1: i think but the tell tell statute of limitations club. on
2: fight club has, has run out I mean, we saw Fight Club, obviously. And because we were at, outside of Portland, read Fight Club. Shout out to Chuck Palahniuk. Honestly, you should have taken credit for it. That's what he should have said. It's like,
1: we were the Fight Club.
2: <laughs> we were the Fight Club. He stole the idea from... And one of us jacked off in a pool on one of the pool jets. And he took that short story from us, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, you know, you're like that age and you're full of testosterone. Mm-hmm. And we were so full of angst and everything, too. And again, this wasn't... The football team. This was like the other group of friends yeah. where we just like picked out people who were kind of in our weight class and went to a park and just fought each other. Bare-fisted? Bare-fisted. It was like, a, it was crazy. There was like a lot, like, I think there was a no-face rule. okay. And sometimes like I would fight two people. And I remember one time at a party, because I was so much, like, I'm still 6'3". Yeah. I've lost a bunch of weight. But then I was like 6'3" probably 350 pounds and like very strong because I was like yeah. used to lifting weights and everything. I fought a guy with a baseball bat once <laughs> because I was like I really wanted to fight somebody and like no one would because I was so much bigger than everyone and I had I felt this weird like that sense of exclusion that applied to every aspect of my life yeah. that, that because of my weight, you know, from dating to roller coasters, yeah. stuff I couldn't do and I was like but I'm going to fight. Yes. If everybody's fighting, I'm going to fight. You could have a baseball bat <laughs> like <laughs> And the other guy was up for it. So he like swung a baseball bat at me, but he didn't believe in it. And so I caught it. Um, and then I put him in a headlock and we both fell over. And I ended up breaking my nose on the back of his head anyway. Cause I like hit it oh, on the back damn. of his head. And then we were both crying and like apologizing to each other. It was so stupid. We had no idea what to do with all this, like <laughs> testosterone and all these hormones oh, and everything. And like, You know that all that aggravation came from like a sense of being afraid and not knowing to do what what to do with ourselves. Yeah. At parties, we would have boxing matches in like the living room. Yeah. It felt pretty brutal. Like some of the time. I
1: did it. I I I, I've been in that uh, testosterone situation where we boxed. A kid named Micah. I'll never forget him. He was always the aggressor of us all. Like you remember that game doorknobs? Yes. Where I think it's if you fart and if you don't touch a doorknob, everyone gets to punch you. Gets to like just like
2: god, 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 yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And we also, oh god, we had a game called Nuts, and uh, what was Nuts? It's uh, you just uh, say Nuts and you throw something at somebody's nuts. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd still be fun to this that day. Was, yeah. I, I, that game ended when uh, a Game Boy Advanced was chucked at my testicles. And I was like, you know what?
2: Every generation of young men and. Maybe, and I'm sure some young oh, yeah. women, are especially susceptible to that kind of idi- like idiocy at that age. Every generation. But we happen to be the generation who was that age when jackass. Yeah, we commodified it. <laughs> we commodified it, and then we had a resource. There was this group of kids called the Mesh Hat Clan at our school who were like a fancied themselves like a jackass like a local branch of the jackass guys. (laughs) So they did all the like weird shopping cart stuff and like crashed golf carts, knocked people's mailboxes off with like baseball bats and like did all this like anarchic shit. Yeah. And then there was another group called FSU which stood for fuck shit up (laughs) who were like a few (laughs) years younger than us. They just broke windows. That's it. Their whole thing was they were just like suburban kids Who just broke car and house windows. You know what? They have a plan. That's all. I respect that. They did. There was just this like insane sense of like suburban (laughs) anarchy happening all around us. And they decided to form like a weird little suburb gang.
1: I think I realized those are my friends were the anarchists. Like one time, like my friend was had a super soaker. Craig, again, uh, same guy. Uh, (laughs) He would just soak people in their car if their window was open. And he did it to Ford F one fifty and we were in another car chase.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was a Ford F one fifty guy, but only like that was my first car. Yeah. But I wasn't your typical Ford F one fifty guy. Like I wouldn't chase anybody. But that's like a chase people car.
1: You should have chased some people. It's also a good donuts car. I've been in donuts in a Ford F one fifty.
2: Oh, that's I've done donuts in a Ford F one fifty.
1: Look, if you haven't done donuts out there, it is the greatest thing you can do in ice and uh almost kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's a great
2: time. It's a great time. There are much less fun ways to almost kill yourself.
1: Yeah. Although, well, I think the last time I did donuts, we got in trouble because it was right in front of the cop station. In the oh. <laughs>
2: and they wanted to do and it. And they're just there looking instead. over
1: at us, like just like the cops, just stepping out and being like, what are you doing?
2: Just like, come on. <laughs> it's an empty puck lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am remembering one more piece of suburban please, go- please, gossip please. once that we were like engaged in. This isn't even got, this was more, this was a mix of gossip and anarchy. I was in a car with three of my friends. So there were four of us and I was in the front passenger seat and we had all gone to seven 11 and we were drinking Slurpees and a Jeep pulled up next to us with some dude. And the girl who was in the passenger seat of the Jeep had been, hadn't dated one of our friends who was in the car, but then broke up with him in an especially brutal way. And they pulled up next to us. And like, my friend was like, Oh man, fuck, fuck them, fuck them. And I was like, I got it. And I took one last slip of my Slurpee and sky hooked it from the, pa- I, we were to the right of the Jeep from the passenger side of our car, sky hooked it through the air and it like exploded inside their Jeep. Yes. Like they kept going and we pulled off this exit and like, like hidden this movie theater parking lot while we were there. We were like, okay, let's just go fucking see a movie. And it was like this <laughs> huge cell, like. We just went in there and, like, I hailed like a champion. Now I look back and it was very unhealthy behavior. Very but at the time, yeah. Like, was, what did you guys <laughs> watch out
1: afterwards? Like, Under the Tuscan Sun
2: or... It was like, Under the Tuscan Sun. Yeah, absolutely. It, was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> was that first Bjork movie. It was very... It was uh, Dancer in the oh, Dark. Oh, Dancer in the it Dark. It was very... Yeah, it was yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice art house piece. Uh. <laughs> oh, we were just so
1: emotional. I feel like the time you can make, like, rash decisions without, like, nine... Voices in your head telling you to stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's called the conscience. I forgot.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. A conscience. Yeah. And and a sense of responsibility yeah. and like roadside yeah. awareness like, and safety. Like, fuck and that. Like,
1: I didn't have bills to pay. I can do shit no. like that.
2: We had we had a burgeoning sense of freedom and endless concrete yeah. on which to
1: explore it. I could steal yeah. cigarettes. I can steal gas. I can get drunk in the woods. And oh. All
2: that stuff. I, now that I think about it, I may have been the subject of other people's gossip more than I was aware. <laughs> what, do you, you ever remember hearing rumors about yourself? Is that... Not really, no.
1: See, no, that means I never everybody did. likes you, Ian. And I think that's the case yeah. with you. <laughs> I think that's always been... That's why I don't like you, is how much people, other people like
2: you. It's good. I mean, I appreciate you filling that role for me. Though. It's
1: absolutely not true. I like you too much, and you know that. It's unfortunate that I am also one of the victims of your likability, and um, no matter how hard I try.
2: Well I adore you I adore you as well And you're that same way I don't know anyone Who has a crossword To say about you Which for someone As gorgeous as you are It should be impossible I
1: I don't allow them to talk You think anyone who's You think I don't take care Of my enemies (laughs) (laughs) You think I'm out here Leaving loose ends (laughs) Not not on my
2: watch (laughs) Just a series of bells That go off Depending on which Quadrant of LA Someone's dragging your name Through the mud in no, no <laughs> hater unturned.
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's just—it's like, just me showing up their house in NDA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and it's time to read some of the juicy submissions we get from our listeners. It is mailbag time. Here we go. Growing up, my dad heard that the priest from our church bought a really expensive boat. Apparently, my dad called the rectory, asked to speak to the priest and then asked the priest when he could take out the boat that he had helped pay for. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite kind of dad.
2: (laughs) I love that. Yeah,
1: that is a hero dad. That is, I love any story where a parent confronts a form of authority in any shape or form.
2: I do too. That's that's a Sue Carmel move. That's something my mother would do.
1: I you know what? We can share a story each because I have one about my mom as well.
2: <laughs> so in middle school, again, I was a chubby little kid mm-hmm. and I was late for the bus that was leaving school once, and I had to run to catch it. And I ran and then the bus driver stopped. I ran to catch it. I got on, and the bus driver got on the loudspeaker. He was this old dude and was like, that's the first time he's run in years. Ooh. The bus driver roasted me. Good bird. Good fucking burn. I Like my feelings were hurt, but I was also like, oh, that's, that is funny. That is good. But I told my mom about it when I got home. My mother, who is currently engaged in combat with Jake's restaurant in Portland. <laughs> I don't even really remember why, because I think like one of our dishes came out cold, you know, and she's been in like a six month skirmish with him trying to get the entire thing paid for. She went on the warpath with like the school district and got this like bus driver fired, got like like and because it took too long, got like the people above the bus driver, like didn't get them fired, but like got them in trouble and all this stuff, too, and got like a formal apology, like from the school district, like. Like I, when I was a kid, we would be at like any store, but yeah. like Nordstrom's or something like that, where somebody would give her a little bit of guff, and like her face would change, and like the chemistry in the room would change. Like I, I if they were like wind chimes, they would start like, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Like tinkling. It was crazy, and like me and my little sister would just like walk away and try to hide in like a clothing rack because she was about to like. Hurricane Sue was about to start blowing, um, and she's like the sweetest, most supportive. Person I know that. That's
1: why in the world you've met her. Like that's why you get that kind of vengeance. You have to be a terrible person to get such a sweet person against you. Um, yeah. My mom, however, it's very. It's actually harder to get her to be on our side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when it does happen, and it's it's always very sweet. I remember my brother. Uh, he got in trouble from stealing. Like he stole something from a book fair, and he got in trouble yeah. through like the standard route. Of the school. Right. But then one of the other teachers, not even his own teacher, his own teacher and another teacher decided that wasn't a harsh enough punishment. So, like, they tried to do a scared him straight thing after class where they brought in the dare officer and just pretty much are just like, I walk by and I'm like, that's not. That's not what I wanted. I did, like, literally a police officer scaring the shit out of my brother with two of the teachers standing idle by.
2: Right. It's overkill, like, by far overkill, yeah. So my mom's in the
1: car, and I'm like, um, mom, they're telling the police officer to yell at the army. The way my mother starts charging down this hallway, and you tell one of the other teachers is, like, keeping watch, she books it when she sees my mother. (laughs) (laughs) She knows she's not being a part. Like, she just went off on both this police officer and this teacher for so long and it was it was truly that's beautiful. It was the, it was the most perfect thing to watch because he was a dare officer. It's like you can arrest his mother for yelling at it, yelling at you for not for doing th- something you didn't have to be doing.
2: It, you should have... for stealing a book, by the way. Like it's not it's you know what I mean. It's not securities fraud. It's or like it's it's stealing a book. Yeah. Look, more scary stories. If you couldn't afford it and you wanted it, <laughs> take it. <laughs> yeah, that mama bear thing is so real. Like I like it's amazing when you see it in action it's so good i've had it mostly turned against me
1: but when i see it (laughs) reflected on other people uh it was always a blessing
2: my mother could use guilt against me like a trained samurai would use a sword it was in she was just like completely take me apart So like she would show up at my door crying sometimes after we'd had a little fight like and that like and then whatever even if i thought i was right immediately i was like oh my god i made my oh, mom cry no. and then i was like it was over this is the voice message i
1: get if i don't answer after the first call uh solomon i know i'm alive right now but <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but one day i might die
2: so if you call me i like that I'm like shit all right
1: Fuck.
2: Oh <God> you know like the best chefs reduce a recipe down to like just the most simple ingredients yes. <laughs> like just the most there's like three things on a plate and it's still the most effective it could ever be
1: i'm already calling halfway through with that every time yeah. like there's no way i can listen to the rest of the guilt trip because it's effective i know i'm
2: alive right now hold on i gotta go i gotta go I gotta <laughs> whatever you're in the middle you know what
1: i know i know i got cheese guys it's not worth it for me <laughs>
2: This preacher's spending the church's money on stuff, though. That's like, I mean, this is even like a low grade example of it. That's like, that's that's huge everywhere.
1: It, I think that's a big thing everywhere, but also at the same time, it's not a, that big of a surprise. People wasting money. You have to be like, hey, yeah, but you, but, uh, but get on that boat. I'm going on that boat. I'm going go on, on the that boat. Fucking they should boat.
2: absolutely go on the fucking boat. Hey, yeah. Well, have you been to the Vatican? It's not like it's it's not like it's a new thing. The church oh, yeah. taking money and taking you know? That's why I'm going <laughs> like, to the Vatican,
1: and I'm making them go go on. I'm gonna get on their boat. Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm I'm walking in.
2: <laughs> Put me on the gondola in the in the big room full of coins that I can like Scrooge McDuck my way through. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so there's, there's one more piece here that's also okay. Perfect. All right, uh, my mom still hates my next door neighbor. <laughs> We bought my childhood home because our dog pooped in her lawn one time, and she threw the poop back into our driveway. <laughs> 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 she also hates the other neighbor on the other side because she's afraid of dogs. This is great gossip, but you're just calling out your mother, and,
2: and <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get a phone call from her that starts with "I know I'm alive right now."
1: <laughs> yes, like what I'm trying to like my mom. Hates so my next door neighbor because our dog pooped in her lawn one time, and she threw the poop back onto our driveway.
2: I'm kind of with the neighbor. The neighbor is hundred percent right. The poop in thrower? this situation. Yeah, that's your poop. I'm just they're just returning your poop. <laughs> it's, the, the rule here is poop back. yeah, to where it
1: came from. I think your mother needs to reconcile a lot of issues. Uh, I think there's a lot going. Yeah. She's so gotta pick up her poop, first of all. Killing
2: your blessings that that neighbor didn't come over and just shit in your yard. That could have been that could have been the escalation.
1: That's actually the step I would have taken. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> oh, if we're just shitting in each other's yards, oh that's great. In that case, it's dog shits, human shit, same lateral move to me. You have to keep good relations with your neighbor. And I'm regular exactly.
1: now, so I know exactly when I can go right, out exactly. there.
2: Exactly. <laughs> All
1: right, all right. It's nine thirty. I'll be right over. <laughs> right I said, let me
2: finish my coffee, and I'm gonna shit in your yard.
1: <laughs> but end of the
2: day, yeah, you
1: gotta tell your mom to pick up her shit.
2: Tell your mom to pick up her shit. These seem like remediable situations, but that's the thing with like if a bone doesn't heal right right away, you know what I mean? Like maybe the original beef is dog-based, but has then turned into like a decade of slights
1: <laughs> that it's now
2: would take so long to untangle these cords that maybe your mom should move. Get another place. Yeah. Dog free.
1: Dog free. She should be the only dog in the neighborhood. That's right. Yeah. I can't still tell who has a dog in the situation.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> who has the dog? Or no dogs or somebody should have a dog. Also, how long do dogs live? Shouldn't this problem like solve itself eventually? <laughs> yeah. Not to be morbid, but like at some point.
1: This dog's not gonna be alive forever.
2: At that point, let's call it like ashes to ashes, dog shit to dog shit. The problem solved itself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but also, this is a good gossip. And I like like a good neighborhood issue. Like, those are always a fun thing. Like, people being mad at each other for no good reason
2: are you on the like next door app at all have you no, done any of that because stuff I, feel like, I have
1: not either i feel like some of them can get a little like there's a black person in the neighborhood and i'm like all right yeah, right,
2: yeah. <laughs> they 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 got out of a lexus and then they walked to a door and then they seem to have a key to the door and they went inside and i just i don't know what happened in this neighborhood
1: yeah. lots yeah. of things have changed property value has gone down <laughs> i'm like oh and as the black person in the neighborhood i'm like oh that's me <laughs> right yeah <laughs> That's the mailbag. Thanks for sending in your mail, I love it. If you wanna hear your story on the show, please visit teamcococom slash heyjuice. And after a short break, we'll be back with the juice line. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the juice. I'm here with a very funny, very talented, very beautiful Ian Carmel. All right, Ian, now's the time in our show when we go to the phone, it is the juice line. And I'm hearing from our board operator that today's caller is Diana.
0: Please hold. Thank you. Hi, Diana. Hi.
2: Hello. Nice to meet you.
0: Okay. So when I was working at an ad agency in New York City, the agency hired this web developer who I'll call Jack. Jack identified as male. He presented his mail and he went by he, him pronouns, which this is important information. <laughs> like he didn't show any signs of being in some sort of like I- gender identity exploration or anything like that. He was just this quiet, introverted, like 30 something, somewhat serious, very passive aggressive man.
1: Wow. A description of a serial killer so far. Is what we got.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. So this man, he was a man. Yes. But he always used the women's bathroom. Mm -hmm. He used the women's bathroom his first day, and then he used it his second day. And he just kept on using it. So after a few days of this, my coworker politely pointed out to him that he had been using the women's bathroom and the men's room is like actually the other door. And Jack looks at her and he's like, I know. Huh, huh. And then he just kept on using the women's room after that. And not only that, he would lock us out of the bathroom.
2: Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> so these, is,
0: weren't, these weren't
2: single occupancy bathrooms?
0: Right. Yeah, it was like oh, it had multiple stalls. toilets, multiple stalls. It was for multiple people.
1: It doesn't matter what bathroom he's using at that point anymore. He's blocking the bathroom out right, from exactly, everybody. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's making life hard for the women. Yes. On top of that, we noticed he also had a midday routine. So every day at noon, he would go into the women's bathroom, lock the door as usual, and then uh, he would stay in there for 30 minutes doing oh no, who knows what.
1: I can take a few wild guesses. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Really, yeah. it's narrowed down to three options.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, as you'll soon find out, he was definitely pooping.
1: Okay, yes. yeah. That was the one I was thinking of for sure. That was going to be my second guess.
0: The number two (laughs) guest. So um, after a few weeks of this behavior, the bosses finally took Jack aside to talk to him. They told him that he should use the men's bathroom and that he couldn't lock the door to the whole bathroom while he was in there. And his response to that, first of all, he did not stop using the women's bathroom. He just kept on using the women's bathroom And on top of that, now every day after this noontime, 30-minute lock myself in the bathroom, in the women's bathroom, we started noticing something new. We started noticing poop left in the toilets. No. He was taking shits in the women's bathroom and leaving them there. Why? (laughs) Why,
1: though? (laughs) Revenge through shit
2: is really... (laughs) This has become a a form of warfare at this point.
0: It was really passive-aggressive.
2: Yeah. It's aggressive because you can tell who it belongs
0: it's, to. Yeah, it's just straight up aggressive. <laughs> and like we even gave him this benefit of the doubt. Like the first day it was like, maybe this is unintentional because, yeah. you know, the plumbing or something or you just some you might forget. Like I always am scared. I'll forget. But right. yeah. the next day it happened again. And we're like, OK, it just kept going on for a week and another week. And like we just had no more benefit of the doubt left after that
1: oh you you're, you're not flushing the toilet was was where you where you stopped <laughs> <laughs>
2: The, the amount of benefit of the doubt that you gave him in the first place oh, yeah. like qualifies all of you for sainthood. This yeah. is amazing. The,
1: the, the half-hour lockout is where I... My, That's that insane. The, the end of hour. my rope.
2: This is ju- biological warfare and violates the Geneva Convention, as far as I'm concerned, leaving shit in the toilet like that. That is disgusting. I wonder if it was like some sort of men's rights activist Reddit thread I shit that he was like... I feel like that was the case where he
1: was like, you know what? They're just letting... Men dress up as girls use a bathroom, and I'm like, is that what you're trying to prove
0: here? It felt like that. Because
1: it's that's not okay. Like anyone who would have been considerate and was like I identify as something else would have had a conversation with the other women be like, I know I appear this way, but I'd rather use the women's bathroom. Yeah. And I'm... I won't lock the bathroom door <laughs> behind me.
2: Wherever yeah, wherever you fall on the spectrum of gender, like shitting in the toilet and leaving it is that's a violation no matter violation what.
1: Violation of all rights. It's a human rights catastrophe. And And most
2: most offices have like some pretty good plumbing that's gonna be able to <laughs> handle that. That's like an industrial plumbing situation. So if you do that, that's a point you're making. How long did he work there with the revenge shits?
0: Only that lasted about like two weeks. Two weeks?
1: (laughs) Two weeks of revenge dumps?
2: (laughs) God.
0: Yeah, and then they did actually, they were able to fire him after that.
2: Yeah, at least in a men's bathroom, you can go pee in the in the stand-up thing. I forget what it's called. Like, at least then, like, if you have to pee... It's called an urinal. Uh, urinal. Okay, yeah, how did I forget what urinals are called? <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm having a very specific stroke. Uh, <laughs> but to, But, like... At a women's bathroom, it's just toilets. It's all toilets, yeah. That's right. So you have no choice but to deal with it. Yeah, like you have a
1: stall in a separate space. Like you can you can have just been in the stall, did your business, and go about your day. But it's the need to be alone in a women's yeah. bathroom and not allow any other other women in those fucking spaces get in. That's just It was so creepy. I would piss on his chair while <laughs> he was in the bathroom. Yeah. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a hateful person, though.
2: You know you have a half hour to get whatever sort of pranks off you want to get off at that point. Yeah, you might
1: as well. There'll be shit in every drawer by the time I'm done. (laughs) Pass me the Henderson file, Jack.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You found some brown fudge in the middle of that, buddy? (laughs) Did he have to so and you would like have to interact with this yeah. person too? So mm-hmm. it would be like yeah. after he'd get out of your bathroom for half an hour, you'd have to then be like, all right, now we have to collaborate <laughs> on this project or whatever.
0: I mean, my coworker did. Yeah. Luckily I was I was like an assistant. So Oh good. But yes, he did have women on his team.
1: You're you're a saint for <laughs> enduring what you did. No one should ever experience that kind of <laughs> hateful revenge uh, shit in their lives and uh may you live a long blessed life where you have never have to interact with anybody else's poop from here on out yeah.
0: Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much, Diana, for telling us your story. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, thank you. And if you're out there, stop revenge pooping. Don't do it. Yeah. It's not nice to anyone.
2: <laughs> I'll say this. Jack. More like jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right?
1: <laughs>
2: That's the kind of wrath he just called, <laughs> That was Juicy Gossip. That was, that was just, juicy gossip.
1: That was a juicy shit that he probably took too. I don't like half yeah. an hour, <laughs> half an hour, half an hour, half an hour. Just dead legging himself every single yeah. day. Yeah, you can't be on a toilet for half an hour. No, you're not feeling your feet at that point.
2: No, fifteen minutes of shitting, fifteen minutes of waiting to get his feelings back in his legs. <laughs> or maybe there were just some. <laughs> particularly invigorating articles on, like, The Daily Caller or The National Review or whatever that he was reading that day. Just whatever (laughs)
1: Reddit thread that he needs to add into... uh (laughs) well thank you so much Ian for being here Uh, it's always wonderful to see you oh it was
2: my pleasure this was so fun it was so good to see you let's hang out soon I'll meet you outside the
1: bathroom I'll be right outside (laughs) All right. (laughs) that was my dear friend Ian Carmel be sure to check out his weekly podcast from HeadGum Studios all fantasy everything wherever you get your shows visit iancarmel.com for everything else as always, if you want to tell your story on The Juice, send them in by visiting teamcococom slash heyjuice. And if you love the shit talking we do on this podcast, please give us a great rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Five stars, please. The Juice is produced by Nick Liao, Jen Samples, and Lisa Berm. Executive producers are Jeff Ross, Adam Sachs, and Joanna Salataroff. Engineering and music by Eduardo Perez. I'm Solomon Giorgio. See you all back here next week as we dish out more of the low-stakes gossip you love to hear on The Juice. And please, have a juicy day.